Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful Monday. So I want to start off this episode by saying I'm proud of you. If no one has said it to you today, I want to be the first one to say that I'm proud of you just for being awake today and being alert today like there's so many people who are experiencing different mental health issues and it's so much going on in this season that I just want you to know that I'm proud of you for pushing through and you may be you may be dealing with depression or you may be dealing with anxiety and I know that it may be hard to get out of the bed some days or it may be hard to see the light at the end of this tunnel but I want you to know that there is a light at the end of this tunnel that God is still in the midst God is still moving God is still in the miracle making business y'all so I just wanted to start off by saying I'm proud of you I'm proud of you for pushing through your thoughts I'm proud of you proud of you for pushing through your emotions and I'm proud of you for just getting up and if you're not up for this podcast may be encouraging you to get up and put on some clothes and do your makeup and take some pictures or FaceTime a friend or just find something to do to make you feel better in this season because your mental health matters. And though there's so much going on in the world and it seems like there's so much negativity, it is our job as God's children to be that light in a dark place. I remember when I was in college, I would always say, if the light just sticks together with the light, how is it ever supposed to shine? Our light shines brightest in dark situations like this in situations that seem hopeless in situations that seem like God isn't there or God isn't speaking or God isn't moving. He has us as his children, as his vessels, as his chosen ones to show up and say, no, my father is still here. And I know that the world is trying to discourage you. I know that the world is trying to tell you otherwise, but I'm here as living proof to let you know that my father is still alert. He has not gone to sleep. He has not turned his head to what's happening he is not shocked or surprised by what's happening in his season he is going to use all of these things for our good and we must be living examples of faith for those who are not strong enough to be that lately I've been making it my business or I've been being intentional with letting you guys know and sharing with you guys that the same way I'm encouraging you and motivating you to every day take it step by step and every day train your mind and train your feelings to get behind your faith, I'm doing the same thing. It's not like it just comes to me naturally. It's not like it just comes to me easily and I have some secret sauce that you guys don't know about. The same things that I'm sharing with you and I'm telling you, I tell it to myself. In the past week, I've had at least three friends reach out to me about deaths or car accidents or suicide attempts in families and things like that. In the past week, I've had at least, it was three or four. I can't remember the exact amount, but you guys have friends. You guys know that when the people closest to you hurt, you hurt as well. So this is a tough season for everyone. But the same way I get on here and encourage you guys, I pray that my strength and that my faith in God transfers to you guys and that you take this same energy and you encourage someone else because someone needs to hear it. We need to know that in the midst of a mess, God is still present. This is when he shows up the most 
host and he can't be our provider. He can't be our healer if we're never in lack. If we don't ever have the space for him to move, how can he ever show up? So it's in these seasons where it's tough and in these seasons where our thoughts try to get us to question him that we have to force our faith to move to the front and push our feelings to the back. Y'all, this must be a gonna be a good word because I'm about to lose my um <laughs> I'm about to lose my voice already. Y'all heard it went out a little bit. I was like, uh, push <laughs> push our feelings to the back. But we here nonetheless. Okay, I just got a little sip of water. I'm back at it. Like, see y'all, you gotta get back in the game. When your feelings try to get the best of you, when your voice try to leave, when you're in the midst of a podcast, you have to get back in the game. You have to put your flesh to rest and call forth your spirit that God has placed within you. Okay? Okay, girl. Okay. So grab your journals because we coming from the book of y'all know that um TikTok that'd be like, and that's on what? And then you have to say that's on period. When I say we coming from the book of y'all just need to say the book of Luke because every time I turn around, I'm in this book. Like I might as well name my first son Luke at this point because I'm always in this book. But anyways, we're in the book of Luke chapter 13. I y'all thought I was going to say 12. No, we're in the book of Luke chapter 13, and we're going to be talking about verses six through nine. So just some background on what was happening in the beginning of chapter 13. Jesus was talking to them about repenting. And he said in verse five, I tell you no, because but unless you repent, you too will all perish. And then we go to verse six, where we're going to be coming from today. And it says, then he told this parable, a man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard for three years now, I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and fertilize it if it bears fruit next year fine if not then cut it down so with reading that i wanted to start off this podcast with the question if god was to look at your life today would he keep it or would he cut it down could he find fruit on your tree of life For you guys who always listen to this podcast, and if it's your first time, hey sis, hey bro, but for you guys who are lawyer listeners, you guys know that whenever I dive into the word of God, I'm trying to figure out what is the now. Yes, good to reflect and yeah, I love when you show me revelation and give me questions or answers about what I asked you about last year. But what I really want to know is what are you doing in my life today? What am I supposed to be doing in this season? What am I called to right now? When I wake up tomorrow, what fresh words should be on my mind? So when I read this verse and when I began to do my quiet time to prepare for this podcast, that's the mindset I had. God, people need clarity now. They want to know what's going on now. What does God want from me now? What should I be doing now to prepare for the next? And the first thing that God told me, the first thing that God showed me is that Jesus was talking to them about repenting because this is the season for us to repent to God. Now, some of you may not know what repenting is and repenting is where you just go to God and you ask him for forgiveness. And some of you may be trying to figure out, well, what am I repenting for? And 
I want to talk to you guys about first repenting before we get to anything else, because what I want you to understand is that repenting to God and going to God in a posture of repentance isn't saying that God from this day forward, I'm going to be perfect. That's not what it's saying. What it's saying is God. I acknowledge my wrongs in this. It, it may not be every area of your life because remember, we're a constant work in progress. So it's going to him and it's saying, God, I acknowledge my wrongs in this area of my life. I've matured to the point where I see that in this area, I am wrong. I have been living wrong. I have been thinking wrong. I have been speaking wrong and making wrong decisions and operating out of a wrong place of living. So I'm coming to you because I want to lay this thing down to you you and I want to repent and ask you for forgiveness in this area of my life. Now, when you decide to go to God and you ask God for forgiveness in that area, that's not saying that you're going to get it perfect. What it's saying is that God, I want to make the effort to change my heart. So with me laying it down at your feet and asking for forgiveness, I'm inviting you into this part of my life and I'm asking you to help me change and help me be, be better in this area of my life. So the first thing that God showed me is that this is a season of repentance, because if people never had the time to sit and think and meditate on the way that they've been living and the things that they've been doing and the things that they've been saying and their motives and their intentions, if they've never had time to do that, they had time to do it now because everything is shut down. It's you and your thoughts at home. So you ha- you've had time to self-reflect. And see some ways and some things about yourself that needed to change. So this is a season where the first thing that you need to do is repent. You need to take those toxic parts of you and those immature parts of you and those parts of you that you got from your mama and those parts of you that you got from that toxic relationship and those parts of you that were produced from insecurities. You need to take those parts of you and say, God, this part of me is going to make other parts of my life toxic if I continue to carry it. So I'm coming to you and I'm laying it down and I'm repenting. I'm asking you for forgiveness for me not even knowing that I had this attached to me I'm asking for forgiveness and then I'm inviting you in to help me get rid of it because if I could have got rid of it on my own I would have been did it so I'm asking you for forgiveness and I'm asking you for help to cleanse me of it because this is the season of change of heart I thought about naming this podcast leave it alone season but no this is the season of change of heart because in this season God is looking for fruit on us God is looking for who really has faith in me or who just talks about my word because it's trending right now it's popular right now to be a motivational speaker or to be a woman of God or to put God first in your bio it's popular right now but if you go back to everyone that has God first in their bio what have they been doing since the pandemic started are they silent now so God is calling us to a season of repenting because there's been some people out here that's been living in ways that's not pleasing in the eyes of God and we all fall short but it's about what you do after you fall short do you stay there do you get silent Or do you repent and ask for a change of heart? So this is our repenting season because in this season, this is the perfect time to have a change of heart because God is looking for fruit on us. He's looking for fruit in our relationships. He's looking for fruit in our business. And because if we go back to Luke 13, it literally says in verse five, uh, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. 
And these are the things that we don't we don't really like to talk about. We don't really like to hear these things. We like to hear the abundance. We like to hear the overflow. We like to hear the good things of God and what the favor that he will release to us. But we don't like to hear these things because we don't like to take responsibility or accountability for our actions. Because I can get on this podcast every Monday and I can tell you that God has plans of prosperity for you. God has a purpose for you. God has abundance for you. God had plans for you. He knew you when you were in your mother's womb. I can tell you that every week. But baby girl, if you don't do the work, you're not tapping into the works of the of the Lord. You can't tap into his word if you don't do the work. It's simple as that. Because anything that doesn't repent in this season will perish and we can give credit to the pandemic if we want to if well if y'all want to because I know the work of my God and I know that in this season he is moving but he's only moving with what's attached to him with what's living according to his word he's only moving with things that are producing fruit because if we go back to what this word says it says cut it down I've been looking, it literally says he went to the vineyard and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard for three years now, I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any cut it down. Why should it, why should it be here to use up soil? What, what is it here for? What are you here for? What, 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 what you going to do with tomorrow? You want another day on earth. You want God to bless you. You want God to give you abundance. But what type of fruit are you producing now? Why would I give you more when you're not even producing fruit with the little that you do have now? What are you going to do with more? Waste that too? It literally says in one translation, it's taking up space. This tree is taking up space. It's not doing anything. This is the NLT translation. Y'all know I use my NLT Bible and I also use my NIV. So my NLT Bible in verse seven says, finally, he said to the gardener, I've waited three years and there hasn't been a single fig. Cut it down. It's just taking up space in the garden. Are you taking up space? Can God look at your life? Look at your business. Look at your friendships. Look at your relationships and see fruit. Good fruit. Fruit that reflect him or are you taking up space? So after God let me know that the first thing that I needed to mention on this episode was to repent and ask God of a change of heart for what the area of life may be different for everyone. So ask God to show you the area of life that you need to repent for and change for and invite him into that area. If you're listening to this podcast and you're hearing what I said, what I'm saying, you know, the area of your life that hasn't been producing godly fruit. It may have been because don't get it mixed up. Good fruit and God fruit is two different things. Your business may be thriving, but is it thriving based on the foundation of Christ or is it based on your own works? So don't get good fruit and God fruit mixed up. What area of your life is producing God's fruit? And what is just producing its own type of fruit, whether good or bad, that's the area that you need to repent and ask God to give you a change of heart. So then after you repent and get the change of heart, I said, okay, God, Now explain to me about this tree parable that came next because Jesus spoke to them about repenting. And then he he began to speak about a tree. 
And what God showed me was that when we read it in the NLV, the translation talked about the tree taking up soil. Why should it use up the soil? And then the man said, leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. So the first thing that God showed me was that the soil was like an example of the Holy Spirit. When you look up the definition of the word soil, soil is a storage place for water, nitrogen and minerals. And, you know, I'm the Christian based. So I put living word water because, you know, I had to get churchy right there. So <laughs> the soil is where all of the goods are stored up. So that that's the Holy Spirit. Because remember, we're comparing ourselves to this tree with the tree of life, our body. So the soil is the Holy Spirit. And this is the storage place for the water, the nitrogen, the minerals, all of the good things that you need to be able to produce good fruit. Are y'all keeping up with me? So after he showed me that the verse says, why should it take up soil? It continued. And the man said, leave it up for one more year and I'm going to dig around it and fertilize it. And what God showed me that that was where the works come in because God produces the soil, but you're going to have to do the digging and the fertilizing. So y'all know that I like to really dig and dissect, dig, <laughs> dig and dissect the word of God. So when I read that about digging around a tree, I Googled, okay, why do you, or what does it do when you dig around a tree? And what Google taught me was that digging a circle around a tree and filling it with melch, you not only give your landscaping an aesthetic boost. So you change the way you look when you do this work. You not only give your landscaping an aesthetic boost, boost, you also give your tree a health boost internally. So when you begin to dig and do the works, you change the way you look on the outside and you also change the way you look on the inside. And this is the perfect season to do that. This is a season of maintenance because when, remember from the beginning, you went and you repented to God for, because of the way that you looked before on the outside and the inside. So once you invite God in, now it's your time to do the works. Now it's your time to begin digging because God has already provided the good soil for you to produce godly fruit on. So when you dig, Google lets us know that when you dig around a tree, when you do the works around the tree of life, you change the way you look on the outside, you change your aesthetic and you also give yourself a healthy boost internally. Google also said when you dig around it, water can reach the rootlets, which feed the tree. This will help the disperse to disperse the nutrients and water evenly. So when you do the digging, when you do the work you change the system about the way that you're being fed. You're not being fed in the same way anymore, which is why you're now producing a different type of fruit. So in this season, I want you guys to write down and think about something that you're going to one, repent to God about. And then two, focus on the way that you can begin to dig around that thing. How can you change your actions or your company or your thoughts to make this thing now align with the new heart that you just got from God? I know my audience because y'all are just like me, y'all Christian bays or whatever. So I know that y'all would like an example. So let me give you an example of what it looks like to repent and change your heart and then begin to dig so that you can produce good fruit on the soil that God provides. When I decided that, you know, I'm done going to the clubs and I'm done partying, I'm done with that lifestyle. I've repented for that lifestyle and God has changed my heart. When I decided that I had to do the works and do the digging to produce good fruit from that 
soil that God had released to me. And what that looked like is the friends that want to be in the club, y'all are hearing from me less now because I'm really not on that type time. So being that I know that you're on that type time, I'm going to have to talk to you a little less because if I talk to you how I used to talk to you, you're most likely going to convince me to do the things that I used to do. And I've already repented for that. I've already asked for a change of heart for that. And even though God can give me the change of heart and God can give me the soil, if I don't do the digging, if I don't do the works, I can end up in the place that I first started at because I didn't play my role. I didn't do my part. So with me doing my digging, I started to talk to the club hoppers less. And it's not even to say to call it as a name because, baby, I was a club harper, too. But I'm saying once I repented and changed my heart, I did the works to match the new heart that I had. I'm not going to repent and ask God to help me with something and then go back to my same way of living. That's not how it works. You need to do the digging. So I had to distance myself from that crowd. And then I had to do some more digging and make a decision that I'm not even going to buy club clothes anymore. Because if I don't have something to wear to the club, I'm not going to have the urge to go to the club. So digging is not just one area of your life. It's going to be different ways that you got to dig. Remember, you making a circle around this tree and a circle is not small. You got to keep digging, keep digging, keep digging. So find the areas that you need to dig and the company or the thoughts or the decisions that you made that supported that thing and dig that up. So that everything around you looks like the decision that you just made. It looks like the new heart that you just repented and asked God for. for. Google said, when you dig around it, water can reach the rootlets, which feed the tree. This will help to disperse the nutrients and water evenly. When I digged around my decision, the people that that helped me go to the clubs or encouraged me to be there more or were just simply with me when I digged around and I did the works to change my decisions. Now I had room for new people to be around. And these new people, they asked me to go to conferences at churches instead or we went on a girl's trip to New York to go to a Travis Green concert and it made room for new people to come in and produce new water that fed me differently that fed me according to the heart that I asked God for so when you do the works when you do the digging and you dig up the old You're making room for the new, the new water to come and feed you, the new water to come and give you the nutrients that you need to produce the new fruit that you want and you ask God for it. Luke 13 verse 8 says, leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. So when I went to Dr. Google, it said fertilizing the tree helps it to stay healthy. It helps it to stay healthy. So the soil is already provided. The spirit is already provided. And the digging around it, that's the works to begin the change. But the fertilizing it, that helps it stay healthy. That helps it maintain. That's your foundation. And as a man or woman of God, what is our foundation? Like, I wish it was a way that I could hear y'all. Like, to see if y'all got the answer right. Our foundation is our faith. 
So if we go back over these notes, the soil, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the storage of our water and our nitrogen and our minerals and all of the nutrients that we need. That's the Holy Spirit that the Lord provides to us. And the digging around it, that's our work. That's the work that we do to show God that we were serious when we repented to him. And we really want this change of heart. And we really want to live according to his will. Because we know that the only way that we can get to the word and the promises that he has stored up for us is by living according to his will. So we do the digging, we do the works because we want that favor and those promises and that prosperity and that overflow released. So we have to do the work. So we do the digging. And after we do the digging, then we do the fertilizing, which is our faith, which keeps us and maintains us and gives us a solid foundation to stand on that. I know that I didn't do this digging for nothing. I know I didn't do all this works for nothing. I have my fertilizer, which keeps me healthy. So what God said to me and what he led me to share on this podcast today is that this is our leave it alone for one more year season. This is the season where God is showing us that there are some areas in your life where you haven't been producing fruit straight up. And I'm in the business of cutting it down because why would I just have you around here using my soil? This is that season. Like the city girl said, is that season? That's what I should have named this podcast. (laughs) So I have three affirmations that I want you guys to write down before I end this podcast. And I want you to claim it and I want you to speak it and I want you to receive it. Because if you claim it and you speak it, God will release it because it's aligning with his will and his word. So I want you to write down these things and I want you to say them out loud. The first thing is I'm going to leave my old way of thinking alone. That's the first thing we're going to leave. That's the first thing we repenting for. God, I come to you and I repent to you for my old way of thinking. Right now, I ask that you give me a change of heart in my thoughts. Allow me to think and see things the way that you do. Leave your old way of thinking alone. The second thing that I want you to write down is I'm leaving living life without God alone. Because that's the second thing that we're going to repent for, that we're going to God and we're asking him for a change of heart. God, there's some areas in my life where I thought that I knew what was best for me and I thought that I could take control and just do it my way. But right now I lay down my life to you. And so I come to you and I ask that you change my heart because I know that sometimes my emotions and my feelings can get behind my heart and be the driving deciding factor of my decisions, Father God. And I know that I don't always know what's best for me. I rarely know what's best for me. So today I come to you and I repent for thinking that I'm all knowing when you're the only one that's all knowing. I ask that you forgive me for living life according to my own will. And I leave that alone and I lay it down right now because I only want to live according to your will, your way in your word. I'm leaving living life without God alone. The third thing I want you to write down is I'm leaving those same triggers and reactions alone. How people used to get you to snap. Yeah, that's done. That was before COVID-19. That was the old you. That was what you used to do. 
But now you're a new creature. Now you have repented for that. Now you have a new heart. So you cannot get to me how you used to get to me. Those triggers don't work anymore. That comment doesn't get to me anymore. You're not getting a reaction out of me anymore. I've learned how to control my emotions. I'm a better person now. I'm more mature. I'm more stable in my thoughts. I'm more grounded in my feelings. So what you used to do to get to me and to get me to act out of character, yeah, that's done. That was BC COVID-19. It's a new me. I'm leaving those same triggers and reactions alone. I'm repenting for letting those things have control over me for so long. I'm leaving those alone, God, and I'm inviting your characteristics in. I want to live and look like you. So everything that doesn't, I now in this season give you permission to remove. If this season has taught us anything, it's that the way we were living before this season, before COVID-19, before this pandemic, before this movement with police brutality and Black Lives Matter, the way that we were living before, it wasn't producing much fruit. That season needed to be cut down. It was on good soil for nothing. And if it did produce fruit, it wasn't long lasting. So now's the time to repent and get to digging and fertilizing so that new fruit can be brought forth. This protesting, we digging, <laughs> we digging, we planting new seeds. The way that y'all used to do stuff in the 1800s, the 1960s. Yeah, that's done. That wasn't working. It needed to be cut down. Because it's that season. It's the leave it alone season. And everything that was right back then, everything that was normal, what was our regular? We repenting for that, God, because that's not the portion that you have for us. That's not how you've called us to live. That doesn't even line up with the abundance that your word says that you have for us. So we repent for that. And we ask for a change of heart and a change of mind to live in a way that aligns with your word. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, I want to start off by thanking you for blessing each and every one of us with another day, Father God, for keeping us in our families, Father God, covering us with your Holy Spirit, keeping us free of COVID-19, Father God, keeping us free every day on this earth, us black women, us black men, all women, all men from police brutality, Father God, I ask that you surround us with your angels, Father God, and that you shield us, Father God, and send us out with protection each and every day that we leave our house. We thank you for simple things like making it home last night. We thank you for simple things like having food to eat tonight. We thank you for simple things for having a phone to listen to this podcast on, Father God. Sometimes the enemy allows things to get so big on this world that we forget to thank you for the small things, Father God. So we thank you for this podcast, which was produced to transfer peace, Father God, which was produced to transfer your perspective of what's going on in the world right now, Father God. So we thank you for that, Father God. And we ask you that you show us the parts of us that aren't producing any fruit. Father God, we ask that you change our way of thinking and change our mindset. Father God, allow us to get the strength to do the works and do the digging to lay down new seeds. Father God, seeds of your spirit, seeds of your favor, seeds of your glory, seeds of your presence. Father God, that will produce long lasting fruit. Father God, but most of all, that will produce good godly fruit. Father God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done. And we thank you for all that you've called us to. Father God, we ask that you continue to give 
give us the discipline and the strength to stand on a foundation of faith and nothing else father God make us blind to the attacks of the enemy and the traps that he set up father God and allow us to only have spiritual vision and spiritual clarity to see your hand in the midst of what seems like a mess father God we claim and we call forth your spirit father God and we ask that you just continue to give us a new fresh perspective a new fresh word father God that gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding a peace that surpasses all racism a peace that surpasses all police brutality a peace that surpasses all COVID-19 a peace that surpasses all financial instability father God and we claim kingdom things to reign here on earth as they do in heaven in Jesus name we pray amen I love you guys so much I pray that this podcast helped you. I pray that you share it with whoever needs to hear it. Let them know that God is still present. Let them know that God is still moving in the midst of what seems like a mess. He is still going to make a miracle out of this. I pray that you guys feel my passion behind it. I pray that you guys feel how much I truly believe this. And I pray that it transfers to you and that you stand on your faith foundation so that God can produce good fruit out of you and your life life and your family and your friends as well. I love you guys. Don't forget to listen to next week's episode. Don't forget to go check out the Curse Breaker collection on my website, the new merch, the new goodies, some jewelry, body spray, everything. Just go check it out. I done lost my voice. (laughs) My throat kind of hurts. So I'm just going to end it here. I love you guys. Um, DM me if you need to talk, if you need prayer, I'm here for you guys. I will talk to you guys next Monday. Bye.